Welcome to Old Millennials Remember Movies. That is the start of one of the best scenes in a movie I've ever seen. If you are not familiar because you, for some reason, just played this podcast without seeing the title, today we are going to be talking about Teen Witch. Wait, who are you? I, you are listening to the podcast, Old Millennials Remember Movies. I am your host, Angela Yoshiko, here with my co-host and husband of several years with several children, Tyler Wilson. Hi, everybody. One of these days, we'll do a great intro. You know, it's kind of shitty that you always <laughs> insult my intro no. every, almost every time. No, I think that I it, like to change it on, up. No, no, no. I was saying that it, uh, I that it's on me. I think it's I on you because yeah. you look at me and you throw me off with your face. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what's happening. No, I tell, I'm totally agreeing with you. I like had a whole thing ready to go, and you're like, mm, "Who are you?" But you didn't say who you were. I was, I was getting to that. I was just reminding. I wasn't trying to like point, make a God. big deal about it. So we are going to talk about Teen Witch from 1989. This will be the first movie that we're going to talk about that Tyler and I did not see as kids growing up. So if you're new to the podcast, Old Millennials Remember Movies is about two old millennials. Tyler and I, and we're old millennials because we don't consider ourselves millennials. We're a little bit old. Comparably. To comparably, because it's like 1980 to whatever, and we're born in the early 80s. Right. So we remember cool things, unlike those other millennials. Oh, you're throwing them under the bus now. Yeah, I am. Whoa. Those young millennials. But if you're a young millennial listen, wel- listening, welcome. We love you. Thanks I was for listening. I was under the impression that only young millennials are the only ones that listen to podcasts, so maybe we should be nice to them. No, it's really like the age of 24 to 34, which hits that older millennial generation as well. Gotcha. So in previous episodes, we've had a couple movies where you have not seen it or don't remember anyway, or maybe there was one that I don't remember. But this is the first movie that we've done that we were – uh, cold on until I mean we really I don't know how I missed this one and also honestly. welcome to episode 20 hey that's a milestone that's a milestone how, we got <laughs> and we're still we had 20 episodes and, and two, two listeners subscribers to yeah. the two of you listening thank you yeah thank you very much uh contribute to the podcast in some way <laughs> yeah before <laughs> but we but dive into uh, teen witch mm-hmm. let's talk about what we've been watching recently I'll start great I in the spirit of getting ready to watch Teen Witch, watched in a, in a series of six to seven days uh, Sabrina and finished it. The Spooky Adventures of Sabrina? Yeah, whatever it's called with S- what's her name. And I, I know we talked about this in the last episode, but I finished it. Mm-hmm. And that night, then we watched Teen Witch. It was like the same day you watched the last episode. It was. And then we turned on. I didn't watch any. I watched the last 15 minutes of the last episode of the Spooky Adventures of Sabrina. I don't think it's called Spooky, but I prefer it that way. Yeah. Way um, cooler. And I had no idea what was going on, and it seemed very confusing. But uh, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You enjoyed it, though, it sounds like. I did enjoy it. It's not like a scary show, and it's not like a funky fun show it's just kind of in that like teen drama category now i've heard that it is it shares a universe of riverdale is that correct you know so you told me that so after finishing sabrina i was like well i guess i gotta go watch riverdale now um i'm getting towards the end of riverdale season one i've not seen any similar crossover well i don't think that there's like i think that the people that make sabrina have just said like well there's a possibility that this can like cross over i guess i don't know they, you're the, asking the wrong okay, person the two towns are next to each other well, there there's been one reference in sabrina that was like oh they took him over to riverdale oh okay well there you, you go. told me there was like a character though i don't know i don't anyway listen, so i'm also i'm also watching riverdale which 
You know, as a grown-ass woman, it's kind of probably, I don't know, is it is it inappropriate that I'm watching teen dramas? No, I don't think, I think that the shows wouldn't is it be successful. Is it targeted to me? Well, they wouldn't be successful without people your age. Let's just say that. Like, there's yeah. no way that they can sustain this just on, like, 15-year-olds watching it. So. But, like, why am I so drawn to teen dramas? Well. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I well I don't I don't know but <laughs> uh I I don't have an answer for that but I don't is think you're it, the only one. Is it because high school is such an easy place to embed drama whereas like shows about people in their 20s are usually like comedies. Right. And I, that that's very true and they are not a lot you're not, apparently not allowed to have people over 40 on television. So that's true. You already have these young people because we're not we don't allow old people on TV, that's from my true. understanding. No, they're not allowed. Um, and then so then they're already young, so then they put them in. It's just naturally easy to put them in high school. That would be my speculation on all that. But you know, what do I know? That's true. Yeah, I was just thinking about the other teen movie teen uh, shows that I have enjoyed in the past. It's a lot of teenage teenaging. <laughs> Well, if you like those kind of things, uh, we did a whole month of podcasts on uh, 90s uh, high school movies. So if you're inclined, you can go back and listen to our episodes on 10 Things I Hate About You, Can't Hardly Wait, She's All That. Yes. Go back Which to our were archives. all like rom-coms. Maybe next fall we should do more like drama thrillers. Well, that would bleed into Halloween a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, you know, whatever you want yeah. to do. We're going to watch The Craft. I'm really itching to watch that. Well, now you have to wait till next October to watch The Craft. Do I? Yeah, you do. No. Yeah, Witching can happen all year no. long. We're, yeah, and it is. It's called Teen Witch. We're doing it. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> We're yeah. doing it right after Halloween. It's um, called Teen Witch. Let's see. What else have I watched? We just went to the movie uh, a couple of nights ago on a Sunday night. It uh, like saw a 10 o'clock movie in the theater. We were the only ones in the theater. That hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, so here was our decision-making process on what to see in the theater. Yeah. It went a little like this. Uh, how long are the movies? Yeah, well, there was only a couple that I had not seen and that you had wanted to see because I, I have the A-list, so I go a little bit more often than you. So it was down to mid-'90s, which is the Jonah Hill directorial effort about skate kids in the 90s. Skate or kids, or can we call them skater? I don't know. I was not a skate kid, but... Skaters. Uh, the point is, is that was that skate kids. Skate kids. Call weird. skate kids. But <laughs> so you know what? They can be happy with whatever I call them. You're really emphasizing the old in the old millennial. Skate kids. Tyler. Well, <laughs> I was not a skater then, therefore I'm still not. I don't understand the lingo. But then also Bohemian Rhapsody, which was like two hours and fifteen minutes, and they both started at like ten, and mid nineties is like a cool like ninety minutes, maybe oh, even yeah. a little under. So we went with mid nineties instead of the. At the time, was the big box office hit was Bohemian Rhapsody, but uh, yeah, 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 what are you gonna do? Yeah, so uh, I enjoyed the Skate Kid movie, mid nineties. Yes, yeah. So it's good. I I think that Jonah Hill shows that he can maybe do this, do be a director uh, and a writer. He wrote yeah. and directed, and, and it it obviously feels personal. Like I don't think he he I think he said that it's not like directly bi autobiographical, but he was obviously like to skate and he sort of was was in this world and I think because of that the movie is seems authentic. The characters seem lived in and real and the the kids it, it just seems like their real relationship and this is how these kids behave. Mm -hmm. Um I don't think it's necessarily a movie for a wide audience just because I get the sense that people would be pretty dismissive of like you know they're punks right these kids are punks they're running around they're getting into trouble they're punks is that kind of what makes the movie interesting is it kind of shows like yes they are punks but there's some 
I think so. Deeper dichotomy to their person, you know. I think so. Maybe it's it's maybe I'm having this weird thing where I I've seen this and I've seen the documentary that came out this year called Minding the Gap, which is like kind of a documentary about oh kids that kind of do this. The the advantage of the the documentary has is that it's also they film it past their high school years and they're going back and trying to discuss their lives later on. Um, So I think there's this a little bit of an unfair comparison going on because people love that documentary. And this is a similar subject matter. But see, personally, I thought the documentary was very good, but it, to me it was – it felt very repetitive. I was getting a lot of the same messages over and over again, and it, it I liked the narrative aspects of uh, mid-'90s more. And I that's me. I understand that people like the editing better, and that's okay. I just – to me it seems like maybe his, Jonah Hill's movie is getting a little bit more um, – a little bit more cri- – people are getting a little bit more critical of it because of that. Yeah, what I absolutely loved about this was how authentic these little kids felt. And I think that kind of showed me Jonah Hill's ability to direct. Because I think directing kids is the grossest directing you can do. And I think it starts at picking the right kids, casting the right kids, and then really not letting them be like, I'm reading lines and I'm acting. And I didn't ever really get that feeling while watching all these young kids on screen. That would be – it would be – crippling to this movie especially because they're not sentimental characters right they're trying to be tough they're you know trying to be bigger than they are in a lot of respects so if they were coming off like kid actors or sentimental or like Mm -hmm. overacting it would be a disaster and it's not like they interact really well there's a bunch of different ages that are interacting and that's uh yeah i like that aspect of it and i i liked how it, it it does a tricky thing with kind of showing kids like middle school kids especially how terrible they can be but also like showing like their innocence a little bit too even when they're doing things that are kind of bad and things that you know you'd be horrified as a parent to to realize um but it doesn't it doesn't i I feel like it's a it's a nice balance you still can follow these characters without being like the little punks in prison or whatever so Mm -hmm. i yeah i thought it was it was good it was a good movie i it it's another one of these kind of um Indies that doesn't have a, an ending so much as it should, but that's okay. You know, it's first first movie. I like the performances enough. So, D- does it need a big ending? No, not I a, didn't feel like it didn't have an ending. I thought it was fine. It's not like a. I don't need a big ending. I just, I just, it, it's a movie that doesn't know how to to finish its arc. I guess in a little way, in a few ways, just not. Uh, I, it does a it does a thing. I don't want to get into like why. It's I just, think with movies with like set in with kids you don't have to finish the arcs because their arcs not finished well that's that's true i just there's there's a a, there's an incident that happens that is kind of trying to serve as an ending but i don't think that particular incident really worked as like an ending so cryptic and non-spoily so the movie is midnightings by jonah hill if you want to rent it when it comes out not necessarily like a movie theater movie but if you're if you're choosing between a two and a half hour movie and an hour and a half movie go for midnighties yeah i don't know like if i I really like Queen, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, that movie to me just seems like homework. So I just kind yeah. of yeah. Uh, you know what I'd rather do? Just listen to Queen. Yeah, I don't know. I might, I'm sure I'll watch it at some point. I just it's not. I know it was a big hit, but to me, I just was not. I just really need to rush out and see it, especially if it's like two and a half hours. Or Biopics two hours. are not my favorite. No, unless it's Walk Hard. That was hard. interesting in its own. I mean, that was done well. But even now, I'm like, do I want to go back and watch that right now? No, I'm talking about Walk Hard, not oh, Walk the, the spoof. Line. <laughs> the spoof of Walk the Line. Yeah. I'm a little slow on the yeah. uptake. With uh, John C. Riley, who I absolutely adore. Speaking. Oh, I saw. I didn't talk about this. It's been a couple weeks now, but I did see 
his movie called The Sisters Brothers, where he and Joaquin Phoenix are in a western together. They're playing like uh, mercenaries in the old west. Uh, they're going after Jake Gyllenhaal, who is run off with this other guy who's caused the problem with this other guy. And uh, it's one of these movies where the trailer, you see the trailer in it, you, the first appearance of uh, John C. Riley in a cowboy hat, and he's there, and your first reaction is like, oh, it's going to be funny, right? Because we've been trained, right? We've just been trained with his comedic performances to kind of see that reaction. Despite River Wild, where he's <laughs> right. not funny. Previous episode, River Wild. Yes. But what is what is immediately, uh, if you watch this movie and a lot of his movies, is that he's a very good actor, and he's done dramatic roles. He's done dramatic roles very well. And the Sisters Brothers has got some light-hearted moments, but it's mostly pretty uh, heavy drama. There's a lot of violence in it, more than kind of your typical Western. That it it, does, it shows it. It's really like uh, explicit with uh, the violence. It shows the kind of the aftermath of it. Um, but yeah, he's really good. Him and uh, Joaquin Phoenix together have a great chemistry. It is not your typical kind of movie that leads to like a, a so-called shootout. It, it, it's methodical and how it gets there you're not always sure where it's going which i really enjoy uh, yeah and, and and it's just one of these movies where it's it's a true john c Riley lead performance where he gets to just kind of have this full complete arc he's playing kind of a bad guy who doesn't want to be a bad guy and uh yeah i really liked it it's it's come and gone and it doesn't seem like it, anybody cares about it but i i'm glad i saw it on the big screen it was looked good look i like i like seeing a good western on the big screen it's uh has its own appeal to it, you know? So I saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the Robert Redford movie, The Old Man and the Gun, Ugh. which is was kind of marketed kind of as his last acting performance. He seems to have walked that comment back a little bit. Uh, but he plays like this aging uh, bank robber. It's kind of based on a real guy. And he's just Robert Redford uh, being charming for about 90 minutes. It sounds obnoxious. Yeah, I mean... I get that. It's made by David Lowry, who directed A Ghost Story uh, last – was it just last year? Oh, which is what's his name in the sheet? Really unconventional movie with Casey Affleck in a sheet. Casey Affleck is in this movie as well, uh, not being a perv, but uh, being a cop and not in a sheet. Um, but he's good in it too. Um, yeah, it's he's an unconventional director, so he kind of skips over what you would think are kind of like the big heist scenes. It's very much a movie about – I would say – more so than it's about this real-life guy who broke out of prison 15 times. It's about, like, the screen image of Robert Redford, right? It's shot with that that glow, right? It's just it's like, here's a movie star being a movie star on screen. It's Robert Redford, the way you love him, being charming, talking to Sissy Spacek and just shooting the breeze and, and having a nice time. And that is what the movie is. And so if you like Robert Redford, you're – gonna enjoy this mm, i just you sort of put me to sleep just talking about it so i don't think it's the movie for me well you are so dismissive i am totally rude um and then uh you know the last thing i watched was uh for halloween watched for my for the halloween movies this year which we went to bed i watched the thing the john carpenter movie with kurt russell i've had the dvd for years sealed Never watched it. Never seen the thing. It's one of those movies where, uh, you know, you just eludes you after a while. It's known as a horror classic, and so I watched the thing, and uh, I fell asleep about half. Oh, jeez, Tyler. Was, I was tired, so I had to finish it the, on November first, uh, the next night. 
and uh, yeah, it's perfectly fine. I don't know. It's one of those movies where the 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 reputation that it has has preceded it so much that you know it's supposed to be this classic, and you know you're supposed to enjoy it. The one thing I did enjoy it is very much uh, like the Hateful Eight that uh, Quentin Tarantino made recently is very much he even used music unused music from the thing and you get that vibe of that was one of clearly one of his inspirations in making the hateful eight even though they're totally different genres mm, interesting so i liked that aspect of it um and it's good i'm not gonna i'm not gonna diss on it it's just like one of those things where it's just like all right well i glad i put built that up in my head for all these years and now it's just a movie that i saw and it's another movie that uh yeah if i had seen it when i kind of had first seen like the original halloween years ago i think i might hold it in more esteem or or appreciate kind of what carpenter's doing but i see i have carpenter movies that i really like that i consider like personal favorites already so i don't i don't need the thing yeah so there was i still haven't seen it yeah should i watch it next year sure i don't i mean yeah okay <laughs> it's good it's just you know whatever okay <laughs> that's it that's it that's all i got all right so that wraps up uh what we've been watching yeah congratulations what are we gonna talk about next oh I don't know, maybe a little thing called Teen Witch. Teen Witch. So let's talk about what we remember, which okay. if you were listening to the beginning of the podcast, neither of us have seen it. No. So, but we did a, we went through the motions. We uh, did the task. So uh, Tyler, what did you write about what you remembered or what you guessed um, Teen Witch was about? Bas- basically, so before we talk about this, yeah, I was the, gonna say. the reason we uh, wanted to watch Teen Witch was I was sharing with some friends, hey, we're doing this podcast. And what I love about this is that none of these people that I talk to will listen to the podcast. That's what I was going to say. Like, you're, they're talking about it, but yeah. are they subscribing? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. But they sure do love to share their opinions about oh, yeah. what movies we should watch well, thanks. and remember. Thanks for telling us what to do. Make, maybe listen, and then you can yeah. tell us more what to do. Yeah. So I, I have been a little snarkier with my friends and said, uh, you don't get to make a suggestion until you're a subscriber. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Five stars and then subscribe. Yeah, you know it. But um, one of my friends, Kim, was like, oh my gosh, Teen Witch. And I was like, what is this? And she was like, what? You don't know? She uh, pulled up the old YouTube. We watched the Top That Rap that we kicked off the show with. Mm-hmm. And I was immediately in love. I feel so bad because... This is right up my alley. This is the kind of movie that I fall in love with and grow obsessive about. Um, it, it, it's like The Room in, in some respects. It's like a previous episode, Three Ninjas. It's, Vampire's Kiss. It's with like Nicholas Vampire. King. And Vampire's Kiss is a whole special case, but they all are. Like, that's the great thing about the movie, kind of movies I'm talking about. They are unique of themselves. And um, I just. I am fascinated by these things, and when you watch the top that segment on YouTube, the first thought, of course, is where have you been all my life? Yes, where has she been all my life? And we've missed this because this is not we're we're behind on this because mm-hmm. the internet the internet world loves this movie mm-hmm. like uh, uh, maybe from Arrested Development they made a whole tribute thing with Top That. Mm-hmm. Uh, other very popular podcasts that I, I listen to have done episodes on this in which mm-hmm. I have not listened to those episodes, yeah. therefore I was How? unaware. Yeah, we are. We this is just a total blind spot on yeah. on both our parts. Cause How we is were, this possible? It was eighty nine, so we were a little young to like kind of notice it then. But also, it was a not a not a success. It was barely in theaters. Mm-hmm. This was definitely built uh, its reputation later when we should have been paying attention. Mm-hmm. But we and weren't. To the to the ten thousand people that had it on VHS. 
and right. clearly watched it a million times and then they have now carried it into the 2000s to which it's become a now a cult classic people do showings and do the whole thing i think one of the things i read is that it was a one of the cable networks bought it cheap and then aired it a lot oh, i guess during yeah. halloween and so it kind of grew out of that as well people yeah. just getting used to watching it was part it. of the like abc 12 12 nights before christmas sure. or, or halloween thing right yeah. So we just we we blew it. We didn't yeah. know anything about this, and um, my I mean I'm I'm so happy now, but I feel like I could have had a lot of years of Keen Witch yeah. in my life before this moment. Yeah. So thanks, Kim. But you should have brought this up seven years ago when we first met. I feel like right when you meet someone, it's like, excuse me, have you seen Keen have Witch? Have you seen Keen Witch? Here's my copy, which she didn't have a copy of. I had to obtain no. this. Yeah, we had to hunt it down. I had to purchase it with okay. my own money. So. Based on only seeing the two-minute video of the white kid rap top that, we right. then attempted, before watching it for the first time, our guess at what the summary plot of the movie was. Sure. Okay. So I wrote, a high school girl discovers she's a witch and uses her new powers to make a boy fall in love with her. Add some amazing music and the best on-screen white kid rap. Eventually, she learns she doesn't need magic to get the right kind of love in her life. I liked your – you really pitched that well, and it just makes me want to watch it right now. <laughs> um, so what did you write? I wrote, Teen Witch is about a girl who isn't getting her due in high school, but becoming a witch makes all her dreams come true, including, apparently, getting her white friend to get into a white rap rap-off with a white guy that looks like a young Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, so much Oh, like yeah, so much like Mac. Like, Mac, did you base your life off of this character? Right. Uh, Were you like, I gotta look like this guy? It looks just the chin, the Are face. Are they related? The wife, the wife beaters, mm -hmm. it's it's him. A anyway, it's not all it's cracked up to be, and she learns that just being a regular, confident, cool kid is better than potentially getting burned at the stake. <gasps> oh, I like your play on Because you're the witch. Yeah. Um, so. We did pretty good. Knowing, knowing this, um. And knowing that there's a scene, even okay, I was surprised at so many moments of this movie. Number one being when I we obtained the DVD and the back is it like it makes mention of like it being like a musical movie. Mm -hmm. So then I, I, my impression is is like maybe this this rap the top that rap is the only real moment like that in the movie. No, we got music all over the place, mm -hmm. and it's fantastic. Oh, it's like every ten minutes we're getting another song, another dance scene. It, Right, and what, something. what really this is, and in the first scene, really, 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 cap what am I trying to say? Mm -hmm, it it mm -hmm. encapsulates my central thesis of this. And this is this is a movie that is attempt. It's made in 1989. It, it's you know it's on the tail end of the 80s. It's the most 80s movie that anybody would ever make, but by someone who's trying to make the most 80s movie ever made. At, at the wrong time. At the wrong time. <laughs> right. It It'd be like, okay, we're going to make a movie today about 2018. Right. It's got to be the most 2018 movie of all time. Right. What? You don't even know what you're doing. You don't know it's 2018-ish. You're just throwing it up there. You're just doing stuff. And arguably taking things that were like maybe more popular kind of toward the beginning of the decade and then just kind of throwing that in. Like It's like the, the, the people who made this movie – had seen like the, the John Hughes uh, 80s movies and they're just like you know what these things need to be pitched a little bit more 80s and they just kept throwing more and more in and and this is uh, I mean the opening scene it's so baffling because you're you think you're watching this movie about a high school kid 
And we open on like a sexy saxophone. It's a rooftop. Oh yeah. There's a woman who's getting wooed by a man. It's like a, a music video. It's like a Paul Abdul music Whitney video. Houston, Whitney Houston, I think. Whitney Houston. Yeah. Just like apparently it was modeled after that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just like what are we doing? They like well we're, this is the '80s movie. This is the '80s movie of all time. We have to just start you off with this '80s music video in which this girl pines over a very sexy man, and they're doing such bizarre things on this roof. They're cl- she's climbing up to like a higher part on the roof just so that she can fall down into the man's arms. Well, I mean, why would you do that? I I don't understand. Um, there's slow motion. Just the guy's butt is on display. What? What is it? I don't know. Red neon light everywhere. <laughs> also, the guy he uh, that is in this first scene, and then we learn is the girl's love interest. Right. He looks a lot like Tom Cruise. He looks like Tom Cruise, like in the sh- like if Tom Cruise is in like Top Gun in the shadows, like standing in the shadow corner of a room mm-hmm. and like looking off to the side. He looks just like that. And it's only a certain angle, and right. I think the director knew that. Oh yeah. And it was like, could you put your head down, tilt it to the side a little, because yeah. it's like a side profile, and you're like, oh shit, that looks like Tom Cruise. Totally. They were playing that up a big time. Oh yeah, and so we do learn after this is a full music video. It's four minutes. We get the credits, I guess, but we, you know, she wakes up. This is our. This is her fantasy. She's dreaming about this boy at school. Um. And her life is not this glamour. It's not a Whitney Houston music video. She's not um, the cool kid at the school. She's she in fact, sure is not. She's got a friend. She's the one who raps later. I'm sure we'll play more of Pop That. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's just so much. There, right off the bat, we get a, an awkward family moment where we meet this brother, this younger brother, who I don't know this character. I don't understand this character at all. It is, again, like the most little brother of all little brothers in an 80s movie in that she he's just he's go, he's just he's angry he's uh, uh hates his sister he's got to call her a dog but it's like pitched in a whole different uh dimension it's wacky it's he wacky. is wacky he's a wacky character uh-huh. he's, he's a strange looking fella he uh, is uh you know i don't know but it's not just like his it's not his appearance it's so no. much it's like it's the way he's depicted the it's way his he's performing wandering around it's his performance it's not just like that guy looks funny no he like moves his mouth in weird ways and makes like funny faces where he's like hey i kind of like feel like i'm trying to make sounds that depict his face but if you've seen the movie you know what i'm talking it's about ki- it's the kind of performance where the colkin family was like step it up kids go back to the slave room and learn your acting skills better you gotta be better than this kid you and gotta be better than this kid so that's how the colkins got better they studied this let's uh, talk about some high stats real quick okay teen witch mm-hmm. came out in 1989 it was released in april <laughs> okay very important that's your birthday month tyler mm-hmm. you were you were celebrating your fifth birthday mm-hmm. and teen witch was rolling out into theaters i don't think to be fair i'm not sure this movie rolled out in any theater it rolled out it. into about 10 theaters yeah it didn't come near yep us. so uh it's rated what i'm gonna say pg pg 13 well yeah now that you say that there's a couple of uh <laughs> we'll get there <laughs> we'll get there um it clocks in at about how long do you think? And then 95 minutes. Oh, wait. One hour, 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. In and out. Right on at 90. I love that 90-minute 90s, 80s and 90s, you know, time frame for movies. It's I love great. it. Well, it couldn't. I mean, <laughs> one would argue that it, there's a there's a good 10 minutes that are just shaved right off the tail end of the movie that's just missing or burned up. But, yeah, no, it's 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
What else do I usually share? Oh, box so office. Opening weekend. Mm-hmm. It made opening weekend. Opening weekend. Opening weekend. It made ten bucks. Three thousand eight hundred dollars. Basically ten bucks. <laughs> Typically, a movie on opening weekend, when it opens wide, even a kind of a bad movie, will at least like crack a million. Well, yeah, but this is only open in ten theaters, but that's not a great. I mean, I just made up the ten theaters number. Oh, it's low. Limited release, though. Right. So it makes that thirty eight hundred the first weekend. Then the gross, the whole time it's in theaters, twenty five grand. Twenty seven thousand dollars. I mean, yeah. What's weird is that that's the part I don't get because very clearly this was just Teen Wolf was a, a high school movie about a teenage werewolf that was a hit. They clearly made this with the intention of ripping that off, or, or what's the play here? It seems like the only way you make your money back on this is to trick as many people as you can on opening weekend. That means you got to put it out in as many theaters as possible and just get them out to the theater and be like, this is uh, your new Teen Wolf, kids, and then let them discover what this is. Yeah. Um, I think that's a better way of going about something like this. We're releasing it on like a few screens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, cri- the student critics are going to come and see this and they're going to know what the hell's going on. Yeah. I thought that we were going to do a What Did Roger Say segment, but sure. he did not review it. It was a Rotten Tomatoes review that I was finding. Oh. There's yeah. probably not too many of them. It's not no, a movie that I see. There's a whole whopping eight reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Ugh, not a big release. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, okay. So the stats are stacked against it. Um, uh, yeah. But – the main character, before we jump in, yep. um, is played by Robin Lively. Okay. She is Blake Lively's older sister. Why, yeah, no, I can see the resemblance when you say that. Yeah. Um, she's been in a few things. Oh, 92 credits. She's, she's still actually, acting. like, done some stuff. She's, yeah, recently been in, like, Hawaii Five-O. The new, yeah, there's a new, there's a, well, not new, it's been out for, like, seven years now, but oh, yeah. Oh, but in 2018. Okay, yeah. It uh, looks like she's doing a lot of TV. Yeah, she's been working. I saw I saw her credit list. She's just, yeah. she's a consistently busy actress on TV mostly, but she's not she getting a lot of stuff. 30 Rock? What was that episode? Now I feel like we gotta go and watch that episode. What was her character name? Um, her yeah. character name was Kelsey in the reunion episode in 2008. Okay. Let's get. Just don't know. <laughs> just not, just write that down so you can go back and watch it. So, oh, nope. What? Never mind. Keep going. What? I was having a moment where I was thinking of Kenneth doing a, yeah, Kenneth does the rap. Oh, that's correct. Yes. That might be, it's probably the same episode because Kenneth does do the top that rap in the show. And so, yes, that would be likely that she would maybe appeared at least somewhere on 30 Rock, maybe even in that episode. Yeah, I bet. Yep. No, he does that. See, again, we saw in the entire run of 30 Rock, we heard him do that segment, he even says, like, that's from the 1989 film Teen Witch, in mm-hmm. which you and I did not apparently register that at the moment. No, I had no idea what they were talking about, but I did think it was funny. But why didn't we, like, once Kenneth did that, and it was clearly like a rap, why didn't we... Why didn't we clue into it? Yeah. Here's a 19-second clip of it. Supersonic, idiotic, disconnected, not respected. Who would ever really want to go and top that? Top that! Thank you. That was the rap song, Top Bat, from the movie Teen Witch. Once again, I apologize that our regular warm-up comic OD'd at a gay man's apartment this morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did we not immediately go look that movie up? 
Well, 30 Rock is full of a lot of things. and A things lot of treasure. Blast by real fast on that show, and so sometimes you just miss out. But yeah, no, that is unacceptable. Again, so now it's on us, I feel like, a little bit. It's been on us the whole time. We should uh. have known this movie existed well before anybody. No one should have had to tell you about this except for me. Well, you so should, lame. When I first met you, when we were 18 years old, I said, hi, my name's Tyler. Have you seen the movie Teen Wolf? No, I should have been like, uh, top that. Yeah, that would have been better. We could have had a, a, a white person rap. Oh, we could have been circling each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um, if you haven't, for some reason, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen Tin Witch, go ahead and pause, do a little YouTube search, and, and watch the top that uh, rap, and then come back. That's probably a, a good idea because, I mean, really, this whole episode is predicated on the idea that, well, this movie contains this rap, and therefore it's the greatest thing in the world. And mm-hmm. that's true. So go ahead and take a pause. So, who is the actor who. Um, who is our, our, our MVP of the movie, uh, our, our guy who does the, the, the top that rap with the other girl. I need to know these actresses' names, actor and actresses' names, because uh, they're legends. Okay. It's hard to tell because the pictures in IMDb are their old person pictures now. Okay. So... Well, he played uh, Matt. No, I, I keep calling him Mac. That's obviously <laughs> yeah, not Yeah, you name. do. It's Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But, uh, yeah, I don't know his character's name. <laughs> Was, okay, wait, I see Randa, Rhonda. That sounds familiar. Okay, sure. Rhett. Oh, Rhett. Rhett. It's Rhett. It yeah. was Rhett. It's Noah Rhett. Blake. Of course, it's Rhett. Noah Blake played Rhett. Uh-huh. I knew a Rhett once. No, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't know a Rhett. I did. Spelled it the same way. Was R-H-E-T. He a, was he like a, um, <laughs> a a Bible Belt comedian? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I said Rhett, that. Rhett, <laughs> if you happen to come across this episode, how you doing? Who's Rhett? What do you mean? I don't remember his last name. I was thinking of Brett Butler. Oh, yeah. Incorrect. Rhett. <laughs> Rhett. So Rhett. Rhett's not a. I, mean, I don't I've remember never his heard last that name, name, but yeah, yeah. There's I Rhett. bet he was named after. No, I guess he was the same age as us. Too. I think there's a Rhett that writes Twins, Minnesota Twins baseball articles. Rhett something. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So he plays a character named Rhett. Okay, and so he is Noah Blake. He's not the. Okay, so he's not the cool kid. <laughs> oh no, he's, he's not the star. He's not like a real character no, in the movie. But I mean, the his uh, our Teen Witch's friend likes him, thinks she he's cute. But he's not by any means like a cool kid on this camp. I think that most of the people they might think he's a class clown, mm-hmm. um, but he's wrapping around. I'm not sure. Other than his two little buddies that are always kind of dancing with him, mm-hmm. maybe not the coolest kids on campus. Just no, saying, totally. They're not. definitely on their own little uh, on their own little side world there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's the girl's? What's her character's name? Our teen witch. I'm just gonna call her teen witch if we just keep the teen witch. Something Blake Lively. Teen She's witch. Louise. Okay, so you know. We get a lot of stuff about her being a boring kid, right? Yeah, I mean, her name's Louise. Louise, which is a great name if you are on Bob's Burgers. Oh, yes. Our kids were almost named Louise. Yeah. So, I mean, Louise in the sense of bef- pre-Bob's Burgers. Louise totally. is a, a kind of a, oh, she's Like an so, old lady. She's, she's, she's meek. She's quiet. She wears stuffy clothing. Her mom is always making her wear really full clothes where she can't wear revealing Sweater legs. vests. And, oh and yeah! Once they sh- once she gets out of that, man, this movie just has a hell of a time just showing her legs off at any possible second. Yeah, so clearly much the director is a leg who, man. Oh, I think it's funny that you say is a leg man. Is the name Le- uh, John Legman? Because that would be pretty good. No, but his his name is, and I'm assuming it's a man. John Armstrong. I as mean, an opposite, you get it. Uh, Dorian is that a man's name? The Dorian, the picture of Dorian Gray, sure. Um, Dorian Walker. <laughs> he's a leg man. He's a leg man. Yeah, he uh, he's definitely a leg man. Anyway, yeah, there's so many scenes of just like shots of the legs. It's outrageous. But um, but yeah, no. Before we get 
into the Teen Witch stuff, though. We we have to know that the Teen Witch is not popular, and we know this because she's in the locker room, uh, and she starts she's just sitting there, and the cheerleaders just break into dance in song about how they like boys. Mm-hmm. Can you please do you have this clip to play? Oh, I might have a have it ready to go. Please play it because I want to hear like it boys? right now. I mean, I do I now d- after listening to this song. Yeah. So what's beautiful about this mm-hmm. um, scene is that um, the girls are in their PE class. Right. And this isn't just like 70s where they're wearing the like short shorts that are bright colored. This is the 80s. And apparently in this high school in the 80s, they wore one piece bodysuits. They're like swimsuits or gymnastic suits, I you guess. You got to think like Jane Fonda workout oh, okay. one suit that, that helps me. They kind of look like a one piece swimsuit, but okay. they're like workout. Pants. But yeah, they seem like swimsuits to me. It's weird. Yeah. Think Jane Fonda. That's gotcha. kind of right. It's so 80s. It doesn't <laughs> even know how 80s it is. Right. three-minute scene. No, it's not. Yeah, it's two, that long. 2.30 at least. I loved every second of it. Where the girls are in the girls' locker room, and they are doing some choreographed dancing and flinging of their hair, and they're talking about how they like boys, and they don't play with toys anymore, <laughs> and the music is so 80s, and their hair is so big and poofy. Oh, I love it. And Teen Witch is just kind of like leering around the corner. She's like creeping around the corner. It dis- it's so disjointed. We have so many just random scenes. It, it's just, you don't even know where she is in the course of her day. She's got a very bizarre, like... Uh, schedule like mm-hmm. first period second I, it, it confused me but yeah we get oh the cuts in this movie <laughs> yeah. the cuts i appreciate that it does click in an hour and What's hour and a half freezing through so it's like in one second she's got her one piece little swimsuit thing on <laughs> in the locker room and then literally the next second no no transitional scene at all on the football field just like bam, regular clothes after yeah. school like what? It's a real jump ahead. What not happened? even like a not even like a bell ringing in the background nope. to kind of like signify that like school is out for the day. The things I think that we probably take for granted in movie storytelling, where things transition smoothly, this is just like and jump to this, go. I don't feel like you. you it's I think it's okay. You don't need to take those things for granted. You have to still kind of have some kind of coherence when you put this stuff together. I agree, but yeah. I think we take you, well, you sure. take it for granted now, and then you go back and watch a movie like this, and you're like, what is happening? It makes it more entertaining, in my it opinion. Sure. Because you're like, what's going on? It sure does. But they? it's like they're dancing around the locker room, so you think, is she going to do something? And then it's just like, it's over. And now they're at the football field. So that's field. why I have to just bring it up because it's not a, it doesn't matter. It's not a scene that matters. But it does contain my favorite shot in the movie, which is – Your favorite shot? Yeah, it's my favorite shot in the movie. Well, yeah, no, it is. Because it's so random. It's like she's ogling the, the dream guy on the football field. She's – Hiding kind of like under the bleachers, mm-hmm. wa- fully clothed now, even though it's been a one-second cut. So he's got his shirt off, right? Mm-hmm. And he's chucking footballs, right? She's watching Brad. Oh, That's his name, Brad. Brad. Of course it is. Such an 80s name. Oh, Brad Pitt. Oh, it's totally. Well, I mean, like, Brad Pitt's a – yeah, no, anyways. Brad. No, Brad is like a Hawkeye's name. Oh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> they just have him throwing footballs or whatever, but they have this hilarious – like insert shot they like the director was like what's he where's he throwing the football is he throwing it to a teammate like they, he felt the need to include this shot and he's not throwing it to anybody he's throwing the ball hold on hold on what does he do right before they show you where he's throwing the ball 
Oh, yeah, that's when he took his shirt off. Okay, so he actually took his shirt off to do this. To right. show his sweaty six-pack. I mean, I remember that. I mean, if you know a little bit about me, I like teen drama. So I was like, oh, yeah, take your shirt off. Okay, so now let's go back to that for a second. So <laughs> now you're saying that earlier you were thinking if it was inappropriate. It's you, definitely so inappropriate. So now you're saying, like, they're high school guys and they're taking their shirts he, off. He wasn't. He clearly was not an underage kid. Okay. He's like 25. But he's supposed to be. Okay. You, Tyler does often challenge me about, like, should we be sexualizing teenagers in movies? Because it kind of feels pedophiliac. Like, I don't like sexual, like, I don't even like sexualizing, like, Jennifer Lawrence because she's, like, 10 years younger than us. Mm-hmm. And I know that, like, she's a sexy actress now, but so it makes me uncomfortable. I personally wasn't like, oh, yeah, take your shirt off. But the movie made me want to go, oh, yeah, oh, take well, the movie your shirt off. It's trying to get you it to do like, that. It was like, my memory of this scene is that there's, like, sun shining and mm-hmm. it's he's glowing a little bit, yep. and he's he's moist. Looks a little <laughs> bit like Tom Cruise, only yes. more muscular than Tom yes. Cruise. So he whips off that shirt. She's very interested. Yeah. He pulls his arm back, ready to show you where he's throwing that football. <laughs> just the most hilarious little shot of a football just going in between like a, a tire swing, like through the hole of a tire. Yeah. And it's just like it's like the, it's not even like thrown hard through it. It's just like kind of loop lobbed in there. Bam! Got it through that tire. <laughs> like, so. Why cut to that? <laughs> Why cut to that? So yeah, it's one of my question. favorite. Now it's one of my favorite football moments. That I mean, it, nothing will top like the tossing of the football in the room. But this is up there. I feel like if the room had a scene where they were trying to toss the ball <gasps> oh, through yeah. a tire swing, then that would be perfection. Oh yeah. But this is this is combination. So oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we haven't even gotten to. Finally, after we've established her life. She goes. Oh, hold on. Oh, you got more? Of course I got more. I want to talk about. So uh, then immediately, so he catches her watching him, (laughs) and then she skulks away under the bleachers, and then immediately, again, bam, now we're in the school um, auditorium for school play auditions. What? (laughs) And it's like, boom, locker room, boom, football field, boom. Now we're doing, like, after school auditions. And Brad is auditioning. Yeah, they're both now on stage, fully dressed, I think in the same clothes. Brad does have a shirt on at this point. And it's not clear if they're auditioning or practicing. Not right away. Because the right. writing is a little awkward. Because it's like, and now the in the lead role, we'll have Brad and Louise. And you're like, oh, okay. And then it's like, Louise, you didn't get the role. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. Because there's so much. I can't I can't even keep this straight. So, yeah. No, you, you don't know what's going on until after when they say that. And I feel like she does the, if they they do this audition, right? Mm-hmm. It's the most inappropriate audition <gasps> audition in history of like a high school production. Speaking of sexualizing teenagers, she's sitting on his lap, like she's they're like, talking hey, an inch away from each other. I know how to get you to do this, and then she's like, "I'll sit on your lap," and right. it's like this very highly sexual scene. And I felt like convincing for like what they were going for, right? So it I seems was like convinced. she maybe would be have be in the running for the part. No. <laughs> just right, almost uh, right after the audition, the teacher is. She's like, do you even see the teacher? Or is it just a voiceover? <laughs> you see the teacher. She's like, I know the lead role will, will go to Brad, and then the other lead role will go to this, this other, other girl. girl, and Louise <laughs> will be the assistant costume mistress. <laughs> she's the only other person announced. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the lead, this the female lead, and then the next, the very thing after that, and. Louise will be the, the costume assistant. No other cast members yeah. announced. It's not like in gym will be this and <laughs> yeah, it's no, just it's a it's a fluid sentence. It's lead, lead, and Louise assistant costume designer. assistant costume mistress. 
Mr. Styler, mistress. And that we only have that so that you can have a couple goofy scenes with a goofy costume feature mm-hmm. later in the movie. Oh, yeah. So uh-huh. now, cut immediately. <laughs> no reaction from her. Maybe there's a little reaction. She's sad. But then cut immediately. Now she's riding her bike home in the dark. And at first I was like, why the hell is it dark? <laughs> and then I put together, oh, these auditions were after school. Got late. After football practice. Got late. So got late. Late. So then she's driving, and then Brad's with whatever girlfriend he has, and they're kind of like necking each other as they're driving. Mm -hmm. She's just strolling along along the side of the road. And keep it, okay, just putting a pin on this right now. Brad has a girlfriend. Brad. We're putting a pin in that because we're going to have to get back to it. Brad definitely has a girlfriend. Got a girlfriend. The girlfriend is um, Louise's neighbor across the street from where she lives. Wait. Did you not catch on to that? What? <laughs> Did you miss that? Let's go back and watch it. <laughs> Roll the tapes. Wait, yeah. What? Brad's girlfriend <laughs> is her neighbor across the street. That's why she sees him oh. every morning picking her okay. up across the street. It's like a Mary Jane Peter yeah. Parker situation. So he swerves his car and almost fucking hits <laughs> Louise. She literally falls off the side of the road, tumbles a little bit. He he stops the car and is like, oh, hey, can I give you a ride home? She's like, I'm fine. <laughs> go fuck yourself, the, the girlfriend's like, she's fine. Just go. She's fine. Let's go. Fuck her. Um. Oh, and then a storm rolls in, and now she's looking at her bike, and she's like, ah, son of a bitch, my tire's flat. <laughs> Only she doesn't say that. She's just like, I wish. it's quiet. Now she's walking home. She rolls up. There's some payphone, apparently, in the middle of the the street neighbor. 80s. It's the 80s. 80s. Payphones. Payphones are everywhere. So that's when she rolls up on Madame Serena's house. And so finally we get this plot going. Oh, but yeah. why would – I, I could have had another hour of this stuff. Oh, keep it coming. I want more of her life. Yeah, cut more to another high school and, scene. And so Mistress Serena is – what's the actress' name? She's from, like, Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. And that's what I remember her from. But, uh, yeah, she's – you know, she's just got that – you know she's got Zelda some, Rubenstein. She's got some magic uh, cooking in her. You know, you just oh, know yeah. she just plays that kind of that kind of part. She does. So she goes in there and like, how does this go? Because it's not like, it's 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 very nonchalant. It doesn't really seem like she does like a palm reading or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, something's gonna yeah. By when you turn sixteen, it's gonna think your life's gonna change or whatever. Oh yeah, I got a little clip. Oh good. Just I kind of cut right to that part you're talking about. Perfect. To really set the tone of what we're about to open up here. You were receiving flowers on your 16th birthday. What powers? Strange things will start to happen, but you must have faith. Trust me? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, and then she just goes... She gets on her bike and goes home, right, or something. She I, we just cuts away. We get and it's yes, the sweet it's sixteen. It's another cut. It's her sweet sixteen birthday. She's having a party at her house. She's okay. So she, again, again <laughs> in, in that scene, they're like the the lady's like, "You're oh, your sixteenth birthday is in a week," and then immediately, bam, to a week later. Now we're at her sixteenth birthday. Right. Again, no transitions. But Boom. apparently, she's invited people to a party. At her house. At her house. With both of her parents. But nobody and her obnoxious ass brother. Who's making a point like, you don't even have anybody at your sweet 16 birthday. And to which I case, like, you have a best friend. Where is your best friend? Oh, ring, ring. Her best friend gives her a phone call. Right. She's not even there. She's at the, she's like, oh, you won't believe it. The girl that. She's like, the worst possible thing is happening. Xanda is having a party. How about get there? Like, why aren't you at the, you need to be at your sweet 16 friend. Don't mm-hmm. call her. Mm-hmm. 
Why are you calling her? Get your ass there. You're, you're a late. shitty friend. You're the old, like her brother would have less to say if she had at least one friend at her party. Yeah. Because you could be like, oh, I didn't invite any. I just invited my good friend. That's it. I don't need anybody else here besides Polly. Mm-hmm. Is her name Polly? That sounds right. Sure. But you know, like. Right, so nothing, nothing of interest happens on her sweet sixteen birthday. Oh, she gets a sweet sweater vest from her mom. Right, it, yeah, but nothing magical no, is happening. Nothing happens just yet. But then things start uh, start going. Then wonky. we get into oh, fast forward immediately. Now they're back in school, and now they're gonna have a little sex ed. Oh yeah, why? Uh, why? Why do we have this scene? <laughs> what? Why? Is because the purpose? It, because it's amazing. We haven't seen Rhett, our white rapper, in a while. What is the purpose? So, yeah, the, the this is a new teacher. She's got an umbrella. She's asking what the students think the umbrella represents. And Rhett, he's got a – he's ever the lyricist. He's going to help out a little bit. Oh, great. We have this clip, too. You know it. Uh, Adam had one of these. Does anyone know what, what this might represent? A Roger. A loved one. Joystick, dong, zipper lizard, pally whack, and trouser snake schlong. That, that's enough, Fred. Thank you. No problem. Now it's a race against time. So then she goes on to talk about how his funky sperm's gonna go get the egg and get them pregnant. This might be the only cinematic reference to Tallywhacker, at least that I remember in my lifetime seeing or hearing. Tallywhacker. Tallywhacker. Which I knew, I, listen, I think in elementary school that might have been thrown around as like some kind of comment you made but uh never in a film <coughs> never in a film not that i remember she also talks about how once the sperm gets there now you're gonna make a baby and we don't want that to happen so what are we gonna use okay use one of these at all times it's called a condom condom Right, so I'm pretty sure that this is the movie that made Mike Pence's hair turn white. (laughs) God. (laughs) I think so. I think this movie and all the 40 people that watched it were like, we cannot have sex ed in school. Nope, because this is what happens. They will start chanting condoms. Condoms, condoms. They're going to have teenage sex all over the place. And pretty much, you know. Teen witch what did you do? What did you do? You what corrupted the whole world. Did you do? You ruined his perfectly beautiful hair. So, question. None of our main characters are in that scene. Nope. Except oh, Rhett. Rhett. <laughs> but is he a main character? Wait, is Teen Witch not in that scene? Is she not in, like, the back? I don't think she's in that scene. She must be sitting in the back, right? She's in the back of the room. She's got to be in the back of the room. Why well, are we there? Well, now I closed the clip. So Why are we look. there? I, that's she doesn't the say anything. She doesn't say anything, so who cares if she's there? Um, The first thing that we get, she, I mean, this is such a weird... Um, what? Oh my God! There's so many wonderful things. So but, many wonderful um, things. She's get she's given a, a magic necklace by who? Who oh, gives her the magic her necklace? Spunky theater drama teacher. She gives her the me- so why does she get or the, the costume? Whatever they're working in the back, and she's like, oh, we're talking about things, and I'm this funky teacher, and I see a lot of myself in you, and you know what? I just happened to find this necklace, and I think you would really like it. So the she gives. Louise, the necklace. The necklace seems to be what is creating the magic. 
or doing something. There was a little, there was one or two scenes before that where she was wishing for something and then something happened. But, like, the, the movie is positing from this point on that this yes. necklace is very much involved. And it's coming from the theater teacher, not coming from you know, the late, the witch that we met in the previous yeah. scene. That's where I got very confused about. It like, is explained away later. Okay, I know, but if it, I don't feel like it was the necklace out. was searching for her because, as it's revealed later in the movie, she is a witch from a long time ago. Right. And now she's back, and she was best friends with Madame Serena before, and now she's back. In like the 1600s. Yeah, and apparently they had copy machines back in the 1600s because <laughs> there's a yearbook. Oh. With a witch yearbook witch with yearbook. the pictures from the 1600s, mm-hmm. and there she is wearing that necklace, and she's like, oh, that's the necklace, and Madame Serena's like, it was always your magic necklace, blah, 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 I guess it was, it it came out to find you. So that's it. But that was and, and, and just the think explanation. If she was uh, not named assistant costume mistress, she would have never gotten that ne- necklace. Think about it that way. Exactly. She had to not get the part. Exactly. She was so deep. It is so deep. Um, So... Do you think that they were when they were in the 1600s? They got they didn't talk about how they got killed. You think they got like <laughs> people saw they were witches and they're like, for sure. You know what I mean, they were burned or whatever. <laughs> Out of there, probably hung, burned, the usual. Well, this is where the magic drowned, is. so you think float that oh, sort yeah, of thing, that kind of thing. This I is mean, where the magic kicks in big time. She goes oh, home. Oh, big time. She's oh no, we lose. First of all, we have to have a. I can't remember which comes first. There's so many. There's so many good scenes. Oh, there's a harvest dance. That's first before the dog, the dog thing. With the, the brother, or the dog thing. No, no, no. She turns the do- the brother into a dog. That's first, right? Because she's like, you're a dog. You can't get a date. You're a yeah. dog, right? So he turns her into, or she just, like, uh, not on purpose, but seems to turn him into a dog. Mm-hmm. And this is where we learn, like, the rule of her magic if the, the person gets wet. Yeah, so um, she throws her now-turned brother into the tub, which is a full tub full of bubbles. Yeah, it's a full tub that, like... He is was just, like, in the kitchen cooking, but apparently someone spilled well, a tub of bubbles. Hold on. Not cooking. Oh, I don't know <laughs> what is happening. He's got a big pot. There's food. There's slop everywhere. There is uh, marinara sauce all over the wall. Is it marinara sauce, or is it, like, guts? It's pizza sauce or something. It's but questionable. He's, he's making something. I don't know if it could constitute cooking. It certainly is mixing... But it's it's strange. It's it's, it's just wacky. A, it's a weird wacky thing <laughs> it's to see. Wacky. And then the whole like you're a dog line you're delivery. You're a dog. You're wacky. a dog. You're the Coltons are just like nope, don't do that. Nope, nope don't do that. Nope. Um, but yeah, there's a whole tub of water. <laughs> Who's maybe he knew he was getting messy, and therefore he thought like, well, I better draw a bath for myself because I gotta clean myself up. I could see that being a oh, thing. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, yeah. But like his Maybe bath would be cold by the time he got over maybe there. Maybe he he's a weird kid. He might just like cold showers. That's strange. So, With yeah, so she throws it. them in, and then later when she's talking to Madame Serena again, Madame Serena explains that, well, because you're, like, new into your powers, they're mm. not as strong, sure. so things can undo your magic like water. So <laughs> if you, like, get splashed with water, then whatever you had magicked will right. be unmagicked. Well, and she does this later when she gets the the popular girl's friends to tell the girl the truth about her singing ability, and... They're calling her names and stuff like that, and then she, the girl pushes him in the water, the pool, which this mm-hmm. high school has a swimming pool outside, which, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, but, um, yeah, oh, you have something? I, of course I do. Oh, I'm okay. so ready. This is jumping ahead, but, I mean, you know, we have to talk about it. Yeah, so we'll just up. play the beginning part. Okay. I did have it fired up, but now we'll just... Boo. 
Miss Coulson. Kiki, your voice sounds great. No. I'm not kidding, Kiki. I mean, doesn't it sound great, Randall? You should sing for real. At this point, Teen Witch is lurking around the locker rooms, hearing the popular girls talk about how talented the main girl who got cast in that play But she wouldn't is. have her necklace. I'm just saying, she didn't count her blessings. She's got her necklace right here. So here's what so she's, she's going to do. she cast as lead. Astroth, Barabas, Tetragrammaton, Eos, Ishnas, Arpitos. What? It's uh, a new U2 song. Yeah, it, it's really cool. Really? Uh-huh. It's uh, a, an import. Yeah. To tell you the truth, Kiki, your voice is lousy. You sound like Pee Wee Herman. What? She's right. 80s. You cannot carry a tune. What do you mean? Yes, I can. She's just being honest. Your voice sounds terrible. I mean, you shouldn't even be allowed to sing Happy Birthday, okay? Well, but up, Sean. You know, I don't even like you. Neither does anybody else. So then they walk out, and apparently in their uh, schoolyard... <laughs> It's There's right a full the... fucking pool. Mm-hmm. And she trips or gets squished into the pool and then magically is unmagicked. Right. And is like, never mind, I love your singing Didn't voice. Didn't she call her a skank or something, though, before? Well, skank, yeah. Yeah, skank. Good I usage. love the word skank. Not used enough. I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I think it is by middle schoolers in the 90s. So, <laughs> so um, you know, we get... She gets oh, the yeah. popular. Shut up, you skank! The what popular about, girl. This is going back a little bit, but the popular girl asks her to go to the prom. She got a date. Her cousin needs a date to the prom, a, a dance, and so we get this scene where she's gonna apparently wear this uh, buttoned-up outfit that her mom got her uh, to go to the dance with this unknown a uh, guy. But then uh, the guy picks her up. He's quintessential like revenge of the nerds level looks like a nerd although i think you made a point of when watching it that he just looked like a 2018 dude yeah he looks like a metrosexual millennial right now glasses slick bow tie big rimmed thick glasses this is the new thing yeah this is very styled hair sweater vest yeah i was like this looks like most 20 year olds i see now the only thing in the movie that's trying that's forward thinking is this uh, although he's depicted as a horrible individual obviously oh uh, way worse <laughs> than what you think is gonna happen yeah so he's he's a pervert we know that right off the bat because he's like making comments and stuff like that but when she gets the prom she decides to ditch her outfit and she goes into full on this is where we really get the shots of her legs she which okay i really appreciate this scene because i don't know if this move is really limited to the 80s and 90s but i think teenage girls around the world are known for bye mom bye dad and they're wearing their conservative clothes the stuff mom and dad approve of and then they get to where they're going and they change that shit they got some real slutty shit underneath i know for a fact that dj tanner did that oh yeah it's a cultural thing so like i enjoy that because it's like oh she's got some secret clothes so she puts on some a tutu she sluts up her whole thing i mean look I'm pretty sure that even Stephanie Tanner does it in another season, and even Michelle. It's not like that, but she wants to be more like the boys in like kindergarten or first grade, and she dresses up like a biker girl and be, acts like a boy yeah. to be with the boys. It's so a real common It's all three experience. of the Tanner kids that are doing it. Um, boys don't have to deal with that. It's kind of bullshit. Boys get to just wear clothes. Yeah, that's probably true. These girls really have it rough. But also, she the, the signifying thing of popularity and being cool in this world is just crinkling her hair, too. Mm-hmm. Like, getting that hair, the hair all crispy and curly and crinkled Yeah, up. it goes from frizzy yep. to curly crispy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole big thing. Anyway, the, 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 the nerd guy is a real – he's a skank is what he is. He's a real skank and a half. 
But this is where we get some of this confused because she's going after Brad, right? And we get this uh, scene where they're off into the in the back of the the, the prom, and they're getting close to talking. He's just talking about getting some like help from the school or something like that. But they're talking like it's beginning and it's getting intimate already. Mm-hmm. The intimacy's mm-hmm. going. He went to this dance with another girl, and he's off talking to her already. This I'm just saying, planting the seeds right now. This guy has a this guy has a girlfriend. Yeah, clearly like a serious girlfriend serious for girlfriend, a while. Dating for a while. He's off talking to Teeny Witch. I'm just saying. Anyway, mm-hmm. this is the biggest part of her magic. The, sk- the skanky guy is driving her, and he is not. He's a pot smoker. Oh, yeah. I thought that was an interesting detail. Yeah, very unusual for, like, your nerd character. He's like, hey, you want to go smoke pot? I was like, oh, my God, yes. This is amazing. What? Yeah, it was you know, not a typical reaction. From so I sort of wanted to like this character, but then they leave the dance, and they're driving, mm-hmm. and he's got some major major rapey shit going on oh he's going after he's grabbing he is at her like when he's reaching driving. over and grabbing her and saying a bunch of shit and like a ha ha ha, ha, ha just let me <laughs> right it is a it's so uncomfortable arc. it's like a biff situation only like uh escalated it's like yeah it's weird he looks like crispin glover right but he's acting like biff in the car it's a very strange uh inverse of the back to the future uh trope but uh you know whatever you're gonna do so then she just screams out i wish you'd leave me alone which apparently in this world means that he just disappears from behind the car he disappears he's driving and he just fucking disappears now, i don't know what that's not necessarily that's not a literal interpretation of saying leave me alone well i think it was reading into her maybe the but power behind i think a little bit more effective is like leave me alone if he just like physically like leapt out of the car and then like that would be like leave me alone like okay like, then okay but then, then i guess like, that would be confusing that like did he just decide that or was it the magic they had to really like make a point that they have to be like oh shit she's magic anyway she nearly dies in a car accident <laughs> <laughs> or not i don't know yeah she just then like parks the car <laughs> yeah and, and he's, he's he's disappeared gone. he's gone we don't know what happened to him did they explain where he's does she he makes some comment at the end they're like oh yeah he had to go but but do we know where he went i we don't Is see him dead? ever again is the nerd dead? I don't think so. Did, he just, did she just make him disappear somewhere? Or? I don't know. I, that is a question mark I have as well. Okay. So then, okay, wait, so we got to talk about, oh my gosh, we got to talk about this other dick teacher that she has. Because in a previous scenes, we've got this English teacher who's apparently really mad that she's smart, that she's like a good student. She's the only one who seems to be giving a shit about his lectures at all. And he's treating her... Like, she's Lisa Simpson, the most annoying girl in the world, right? It did did, did make me recall 10 Things I Hate About You mm-hmm. and how that teacher was annoyed by her being kind of a know-it-all. But that came off in such, like, a charming, funny way where this teacher is an old white guy and he comes off like a fucking asshole. Well, she's not even being a know-it-all, really. She's just, like, she's not, Julia Stiles is, like, She's sharing a very oh, no. strong-willed opinion. Okay, okay, I remember this scene now. Okay. I don't know if it's this exact scene, but it is the establishing scene with the teacher. Okay. It's one of those weird ones where it's like, they're like talking in the hall, and then immediately cut, now they're in class. She's not in the class, but oh, for yeah. some reason, now she shows up ten minutes late into the class. And it's like, why is she late? where the fuck were you? <laughs> you were just in the hall with everybody else that's in this class. There's no bell establishment. There's no this. bell. To like, I need a bell. They're just like, we're in the bell. hall. And now you're 10 minutes late, but everyone who was around you was on time. 
Like we have lost time. There's so much lost time in this movie. Like, did she go and watch the cheerleaders do a dance, or what's going on? So then the teacher's pissed at her, and then he's like, late. "Oh, so you skip a grade, but you think you can still show up ten minutes oh, yeah, late she's to my class?" That, we forgot about that. So she's even younger than like the rest of them, the, by the way. Yes, <laughs> which makes the rest the later thing we have to talk about weirder. Yeah. So then, the last board that was kind of earlier in the movie. Now they're in this scene with the teacher. And he just doesn't like her, so she walks over, and I don't know, does she drop her bag or her purse? Something. She dropped her purse. He bends over and picks it up. He picks up her birth control pack, uh-huh. and it was like, oh, mm, birth control, all in place, huh? Just thinking about it? What Whoa. the <laughs> fuck? Are you fucking kidding That's me? That's fireable right there. Whoa. Are you fucking kidding? Get your hands off my birth control. He opens it. He looks at it and makes a comment about how, like, Oh, you haven't taken any, so are you just thinking about fucking someone? Well, first of all, like it could be a new pack. Yeah, it's a brand Shut new the pack. Fuck like, up. I mean, it could just be a brand new pack. I, that's just like ridiculous. Why would you make that assumption? It's weird. Creepy. It's super creepy. That's where she. Decides. I was so uncomfortable. So then, it's so bad that when she decides to make like a voodoo doll of him, you're just like, oh great, she's gonna decapitate him, and that's gonna be great. Like, because yes. he deserves it. He deserves yes. to get decapitated. Freaking asshole. But what she decides to do instead is, uh, I mean, so bizarre, but. It's the reaction afterwards that I find strange. She gets using the uh, voodoo doll, mm-hmm. gets him to go up to the front of the neck like the next day or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> eight <laughs> weeks later. <laughs> eight weeks later. She gets him to uh, de-robe uh, and like take off all of his clothes, including his shirt. And like he's starting to take his underwear off. He's about to drop trowel. He's like, about to whip his dick he's out. He's about to hang dong, right? <laughs> like he's going to hang dong like all over this classroom, right? And that's when the principal comes in. Just and happens just like, to walk in. And then I guess Teen Witch decides, like, oh, I better not let him hang dong in front of the principal because he doesn't hang dong, at least that we mm-hmm. don't see. He seems to have pulled it up. And so he's removed, but then insinuates later – I mean, late, or, so he goes on, a, like, a little uh, – uh, well, there's like, some gags later about the voodoo doll getting kicked around and gets stuck in a car wash. But uh, – it's insinuated. Yeah, I know. We're just skipping over that part because it's less important. But, yes, that scene also happens where the voodoo doll accidentally gets in the hands of the brother. It falls down the stairs, and he, and he gets and he goes through the laundry and ends up at a car wash. And gets, Yes, this happened, but we, and who has time? freaking amazing. Who has time? Just watch the movie. It's amazing. But he gets his job back. Like, he, like it insinuates that he's going to go get some help. Yeah, like he had some sort of mental breakdown. He He's back at the prom at the end of the movie working. Yeah. Yeah. Not okay. He almost hung dong in the classroom. And, like, sexually harassed a teenage student. Right. And and so, fine. The principal didn't see that. The principal saw him almost hang dong. Yeah, that's not cool. You're You're done. You're out. You're totally out. You can't can't hang dong in a classroom. I don't know a lot about uh, public education, but I know you can't do that. So, at that point, (sighs) then we get into her getting into the real magic of the movie. Which well, takes a while to get into. Right, so... She... Oh, go ahead. No, she gets... So she's this... Oh, yeah. So it's before the... We need to top that. We, this is finally kind of where top that happens, right before she gets super popular. Well, we got to talk about the popular girl. The whole thing. Okay, yeah. I mean, okay. there's so much. Okay, <laughs> so here's what happens. <clears throat> she's in love with Brad. Right. But she's like, well, I don't want to, like... She's talking to Madame Serena. She's like, I don't want to, like, use magic to make him fall in love with me. But... Flashback in your mind to a scene of like two minutes ago where she's talking to Brad and he's like, I just, he basically says like, I just like popular girls. Right. So now we're now with Madam Serena and she's like, I don't want to like just make him fall in love with me. I want to make sure he's falling in love with me. For the right reasons. For the right reasons. 
However, can I get a popularity potion that will make me the most popular girl in school? What? So you're going in a you're doing a roundabout way of getting yourself like of making him fall in love with you. It's it's roundabout, but it still counts. Like you're still tricking him, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not like becoming popular on your own. You're using magic to become popular. In which case, if you're doing that, why not just like skip over the popularity problems oh. and just go straight to the, lo- the being in love with him part? And you're totally right. The top that rap happened before this. Oh, okay. Because yeah. she's just getting she's getting her leg her sea legs on the witching. So the top that scene is not really uh, important to the movie. It's it, not. It, in fact, they filmed it after the movie had shut down. They needed more music. And they're like, shit, we need some more white people rap. They need to get to that 90 minutes, too. Yeah, so some old white guy writes a rap, gets all these young kids back together, and we watch this video of them like sharing their memories of it. Right. And they look at the rap, and they're like, no fucking way. But then they all got together, they did it, and it was the best thing that ever happened. And the only real thing that happens out of this is that Polly eventually, at the end of the movie, seems to be in into Rhett. She's won over Rhett. Now they're cool rapper guys mm-hmm. people together. Like mm-hmm. but that's it's such a tiny little scene. It's not even like a scene really. They're just like together. But I mean it's glorious. It has nothing even Teen Witch is not really active in this scene. Mm-hmm. She just kinda makes the, the boombox play the thing and makes Polly is her name Polly? I'm just making that up. Anyway, she sends her friend over there to do it the is rap. Polly. Yes. yes. She looks like a Polly. Um, what I want to point out before I play the rap, and it's a couple minutes long, so feel free to fast forward if you know this rap. Why would heart. you pa- Why would you fast forward it though? Because I feel like I ne- also need to play the whole the whole thing. Sure. Um, but Tyler's your favorite part of the rap is the girls roll up on their bikes. Right. They see the first part with them rapping. Right. And then Polly says to Louise, "Let's go back the other way. Let's go back the other <laughs> way." So and he, you freaking love this part. You you love well, that that. Phrase, I love that so much because at the time when you first see the first time, it seems like because it's it's the reaction that I would have if you saw like a bunch of white guys doing a horrible rap in the middle of the street. You'd just be like, "Oh, we need to get out of here. This is the scariest thing in the world." It yeah. turns out that she actually is just intimidated by how cool they are. Yeah. But to me, it sounds like let's get out of here because <laughs> he's so funky. Yeah, he's so funky. He's so just play funky. it so I can listen to it. Who cares if no one listens to it? So I listen to it. I know you can't see the visuals, which are also like 40 percent of how awesome this is it's like 50 it's a 50 50 50 50 yeah, so you just go youtube it yeah but if you're Put driving the links on the website oh i'll do that yeah and enjoy listen i take that for example <laughs> what? you think he's weird don't you i mean he's not exactly my type but yeah i guess that's true <laughs> yeah and he's really nice and he's really funny i heard him in class once Teen Witch is like, oh, I'm going to help you out, girl. By making the, the boombox 
She does something to the boombox. So the camera cuts to the boombox. Yeah, it implies that she's rewinding time. Oh, maybe. Uh, really? Is that what you think? Yeah, because it's like a... Oh, well, that could just be like a tape. Looping. No, she's rewinding yeah. time to start the rap over so her friend can jump in and show him how hot she is. So you're, wait, so you're telling me the Teen Witch has time travel powers? Yes. This is opening up a whole new world for me. Yes, enjoy the rest of the rap. just like Max from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> so good. And my favorite part, again, on the audio, doesn't do it justice. Before Polly walks over there, she's got to kick that hat off her head. Oh, the hat. The hat's got to go because she's going over to rap. Such a good hat. Uh, again, how do we not know about this? I just don't. I'm not sure. So at that point, now she goes into being the most popular girl. Right. And it's weird because... They have this scene with Madame Serena where she is clearly using Louise to boost her powers. Mm -hmm. So I was getting the feeling like, oh, is she going to like take advantage of Louise, like steal her powers? What is happening? Because she was really boosting off of her. She used her to like make a man out of a, is it a frog? Yeah. Right. And, and then, makes her house all like, mo <laughs> she yeah. turns her house into like a modern house, like yes. quote unquote modern so then house. The whole time I was kind of suspicious of this lady, like sure. this is going to go bad for Louise. Mm -hmm. And then we get to this, she wants to make the most popular girl potion. And the old lady's like, well, here's the last bit of my magic. I was saving it for something special. We'll use it for this. I was like, well, wait, what? You, you're going to use your last bit of magic for some fucking popularity? When you're clearly, like, out of magic? I don't understand. Maybe because she thinks that she'll have magic, therefore she'll just use she'll her magic. She'll keep boosting off yeah, of her? Yeah, she'll just be like, oh, well, she'll take care of me. We're friends. But that friends. doesn't make sense because she needed her magic to make... I was confused. Well, it's a big... It's a, it, that With my magic history of guilty pleasure it did not make sense well okay it, it to be fair it's a huge spell because it, w it would be a lot easier to just have okay, them fall in love with you but if this lady can't even handle making her own um she's like oh you can make your own money but here let me use your magic to do it if she can't even do that why okay but what i'm saying is come on if you're if you want if you had just had a potion where he, the Brad falls in love with you, that's one person you have to deal with. One person being under a spell. When you make yourself popular, when you have a very unpopular at school, we're talking about potentially hundreds of kids you have to put under some kind of spell. It you isn't have to just fall in love with or you. you could say that you're making her cool and therefore she's naturally becoming popular, in which case, like are we to believe that this is who she wants to be and this is who her, she is? Or has the potion turned her or is it more of a situation where it's the, all of it? Everybody's under a spell to be tricked into thinking that she is cool, but she's no, doing the thing. She that looks she's hotter cool. now. 
because she's got her crinkled hair, but she, we like yeah. she knew that she liked crinkled hair before that though. So she does this whole spell, mm-hmm. and then she becomes popular. Yes. And girls are following her around. They want to be her friend. The boys are following her around. There's this great song called "The Most Popular Girl," and it's an '80s song. But I'm going to skip to the clip of our boy Mac, aka Rhett. And it's like a montage of it's just a montage. amazing. So now she's like things. walking down the street in her sexy outfit, and these two vehicles roll up on two. on this one girl, <laughs> and are like, "Hey." I feel like it's it's also sexual harassment, but you be the judge. A curmudgeon feminist over here, but it felt kind of gang rapey. Oh yeah, he's like, get in my he's car. He's like, get in my car, don't put up a fuss. Get in my car, don't put up a fight. So we can. Every guy needs a popular girl. They're gonna gang rape that girl. And she, don't get in the car, Louise. She said, hey, hey, sugar. He almost said sugar. <laughs> hey, hey, like sugar. <laughs> get in the car so <laughs> we can all gang rape you. Wow. Don't put up a fight. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad. I guess maybe it's a it's like a be careful what you wish for. Do you want to be the most popular girl? So you're saying that she's let me just be clear. You're saying that she's asking for it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like it's Maybe saying. you should rewind your boombox and think about that statement. No, women are never asking for it. Okay. But it kind of feels like the movie's seeing saying like, Oh, no, I don't think that I don't think the movie's giving it I think the movie is thinking that this is cool and great that she's getting They're all like, this attention. Hey, all these ten guys wanna fuck you but, in this car. But forgetting of course that it was an old white man writing all of these raps and being completely out of touch with any kind of reality when it comes to music. Yes. <laughs> but I mean the song is awesome and the in the and the rapey rap is fun. In that it rhymes and it sounds like an eighties song. You're right. It is great. It's not yeah. top that, but it's I mean it's good. I mean, I'm just gonna play a little bit more of it just because I just I wanna hear more. Okay. Mm. did not realize before was in that little uh, clip there where they were clapping if you heard clapping Mm -hmm. those sexually harassing teachers sitting there clapping at her he's back he's back already he's back that's fucking creepy yeah now he's like oh thanks you're the most popular girl now i like you that's fucking creepy yeah i agree god this movie's creepy this would be like a scary movie you think this is where mac figured out that he wanted to make a dick towel Watching that kid up there. Oh my god, yes. I have got <laughs> to talk to Mac. <laughs> yeah, Mac figured out he wanted his to make a dick His origin now. story of It's Always Sunny. Right. Okay, so now we've got to get into, before we get to the end, there's this uh, fascinating sequence involving Brad. And Brad is falling for uh, Louise. And now they are seemingly an item. They've gone on a boat ride? A rafting thing? They've gone, they've kissed? They've done some... Oh, let's talk about the crack house. That's that's what I'm leading oh, to. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> sh- they go they on a, a drive. They've gone on. A, they're going on a drive. They stop. This is apparently again. Brad has a girlfriend, not Louise. A serious girlfriend. Serious girlfriend. Of quite some time. Right. He's taking her on a drive. They pull on. They're in the middle of nowhere. They pull on the side of the road. 
And there's a nice uh, murder house slash crack house. Abandoned house. Up and they a little hill. That this is the romantic place to go and I don't know murder each other. I don't. It, it's so bizarre. Um, it's great because it's a it's a crack. I thought it was a crack house. Like I I hear clinks of them picking away at the broken needles on the floor as they're walking. But through. it is like an abandoned house. the The windows are shuttered. Yeah, not the carpet. There's carpet which smells immediately disgusting and dirty. Yeah. And it's an empty house. There's what, urine in that carpet. For sure. What it did make me think of is, for some teenagers, I, of course, was not one of these teenagers, but for some, it can be difficult to find a locale to have teenage sex. Like, you can't do it at your houses because your parents, and maybe you don't want to do it in the car. So this sexy guy who has a girlfriend is like, hey, you want to come up to this abandoned house? I'll throw down a towel. They don't even show... I don't no, know. No, they don't throw a towel down. But they're definitely laying on the ground. In the in the urine carpet. In the urine. Blood. Crack. Crusty. It's crusty a crusty meth carpet. materials. Mm -hmm. It's bad. And they're making out. On, laying down. So to me, that implies, like, some more stuff is happening. It's implying sex. And, okay, this now it's clicking for me a little bit more. Realizing, again, of course, that she, he has a girlfriend. He can't take her to his mm -mm. house. He can't he be can't, seen in public mm -mm. with her. He can't even do it in the car. They gotta go to this murder house to do it. Yeah. And so that she makes sense. Totally taken advantage of. Oh yeah, it's bad. And but he, she he's just nefarious. So, oh, get out! He's keeping her quiet. Like, she just rug. loves Brad, though. She, she does. loves Brad. She is so willing to put out for him. This is another shot of like he. There's another quick shot of him like in the corner, looking like Tom Cruise. Yes. And yeah, I would agree. To me, this scene read as they had sex because they yeah. went. They laid down. And they laid shirts, down. His shirts off. She's taking some stuff off. She took a layer off at mm -hmm. least. They're having something. They're touching each other's genitals at least. I am now suddenly filled with this like deep, deep sadness for Louise. She's like this is fucked up. Oh yeah, he really like. First, you got like cars full of boys who were trying to get with you. You have your teacher who was sexually harassing you, and now you you have convinced yourself that you need to have sex with this boy in a secret crack house, like for him to like you. Like even in she's all that, where Paul Walker is supposed to be a scuzzy bad guy for trying to take. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook to a hotel to have sex with her. He at least, like, puts a tux on and takes her to a hotel. And takes her to a dance in fucking public. Yeah. Does it right. Yeah. At this least he's like, I'm like, trying to date you. Like, like, well, he's not date, but, you know, he's at least making a, a show of it. This fucking asshole's like, hey, let's go up to the secret house because you're not worth, one, me breaking up with my girlfriend, or two, getting a fucking hotel room. And he's like a rich kid. He has a car. He comes from a rich family who's dating a girl who's also very rich. It might be one of these situations where, uh, hear me out, he's kind of like a Frank Reynolds who has money, but he wants to live. So, like, you know how Frank Reynolds likes to go it under It is not one of those situations, Tyler. He likes to go under a bridge and, like, watch, like, homeless people stop, stop, hand job stop, each other. Stop, So maybe Tyler. he's just, like, uh, it's more. I'm just keeping in this no. Always Sunny universe. No. Okay. He's taking advantage of her. He is. It's bad. And uh, again, I'm suddenly filled with a lot of sadness for this character. But it's just so bizarre and wonderful and in a scene just trying to make sense of this because it is like a crack house. Very much so. Yeah. Lots of sexy slow saxophone music, though. So then I'm not sure. The movie resolves after this pretty quickly. Pretty quick. Like, next scene. Boom. I'm not really sure how. Um, I'm not either. <laughs> I... She has oh. some kind of rendezvous with because she's her friendship with Polly is uh, gone off the rails. She's mad at her. Ooh, she accidentally breaks. Uh, she says break a leg to the 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 lady in the the, the show, lead. the lead of the show, and then she breaks a leg. 
And she's like, I, I didn't mean that, you know, I didn't mean that, you know, like, we mm -hmm. all get the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, so now, because that leg is broken, she's, because she was the understudy, so she of was course. assistant, she was assistant costume mistress, mm -hmm. slash lead uh, understudy, because she knew the lines, I guess. Yeah. But they didn't announce that on the day, I'm just saying. Nope. Um, so she's feeling guilty. She's feeling like maybe her power's out of hand, her friendship with Polly is, is poor. Now, we don't get any resolution to that zero fucking resolution they don't talk they have a fight and then they don't speak again in the movie yeah. yep you just pretty much assume they're not fucking friends anymore no, she's done with which on one hand i sort of appreciate because you know what that shit happens where it's just like you know what we're not friends we don't resolve it that's fucking high school i feel like the there was no i i was trying to give the movie credit like there's probably a scene that they no they is in the script or a shot no i don't nope. think so i think they didn't think about it they thought that this big romantic ending was enough to carry it because she goes yeah. to Miss uh, Serena, Mr. Serena, and like they somehow come to an agreement that she's gonna like give it up, or and it involves the necklace. She's got to give up the necklace or something. I don't know. They have a conversation. It was really confusing. I don't know if I was getting tired, but I was like, "What the fuck's happening?" You weren't tired because this movie's amazing. But um, so then I'm we tired because of four goddamn children. So Tyler. we we jump to <laughs> the prom, and I just want to reiterate again. Brad goes to the prom with his girlfriend. With his longtime girlfriend. The blonde lady. They She talks about, like, they got into college. She's going to be close by to him, so he's going to keep visiting her yeah. at college. This is a long-term relationship. They're they are making, still at prom, going to still, prom. They're making post-graduation plans. Yes. This was the part that I was just like, I realized finally. I, this is when I realized, like, what this? He never broke. They never had a scene where they like. I know because <laughs> I think while we were watching it, we we're like, oh, so now he's he's with Louise. I was swept up in the romance. We were swept up in the crack house teenage romance, and then we realized, nope, he was cheating on his girlfriend. Oh yeah, like an asshole, and like no mention of it at all. So then the movie, <laughs> we get a quick scene of Polly and Rhett. So we, you think like Rhett, he's got like a cool hat on, his buddies are there, and you're like, yes, we're going to get one more rap. No, we don't get another rap. We don't get Missed another opportunity, rap. Missed opportunity, in my opinion. Totally. You know, at least when she's all that, they're like, we need to boost this movie up. Let's add a dance sequence at the end. This movie needed a dance sequence at the prom. It would have been perfect. It had a dance. Well, I know, but you know, like a uh, um, like an upbeat, up-tempo one with Rhett rapping. That's oh, what I, I okay. need that. I needed one more scene. Because you even made the comment when they were having a dance scene that that's what uh, one of the movies we'd watch was trying to rip off. She's all that, but yeah. it, but this was because they're doing like a more slow dance, right? But I need a ret involved. Um, he doesn't seem to be involved. But this is this is so she miss, she goes to the the prom with Miss Serena, Mistress Serena, which is in and itself is strange. Like you're walking in with uh, an old woman. Uh, that's weird. She goes and sits down. She sees brad across the dance floor she tosses the necklace away and they slowly come together on the dance floor and it's this big sweeping romantic song and they dance and they kiss they kiss they kiss and then the movie is over <laughs> credits this cheating asshole literally is making out with this girl louise in front of his fucking girlfriend we don't see her though let's be clear they don't show uh, her in the room like no, she's off again no but she's at the dance she's at the dance we yeah. know that they're at a table on the side they were literally dancing with each other and then he sees her and is like well fuck you girlfriend but what i mean this is the it just the movie ends i don't know if she's throwing away her magic if he his i, I think the assumption is is that she's throwing away the magic and he sees her 
for her and he wants her. That's the assumption I think that we're supposed to get, but the movie is providing no evidence of this. Nothing. We're just supposed to kind of guess we're that. We're filling in a lot of oh, gaps yeah, ourselves. I'm, I'm just guessing. But yeah, right at the prom, like he didn't even talk. Did he like mention to her? And she's happy. She's happy to have this him? guy who cheated on his girlfriend. Who only with wanted her? a popular girl. What a dick. Yeah, and then I just what? And then I'm then, so sad for Louise. Oh, she's gonna get heartbroken. Like literally, like she's probably gonna get pregnant because she hasn't been taking her fucking birth control pills. Because of that guy, right? Because of that guy, Hang and dong teacher. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, teen pregnancy. Didn't take her birth control. Uh, right. He's gonna break up with her and be like, "Oh, I'm well, my girlfriend. We're I'm going with the to... rich girl. Yeah, she's obviously. Rich. You know, your brother's. A, you know, he's a, turned into a dog or whatever. Yeah. I don't know about him. Yeah. No, it's it's over in a week. Like, not even. Yes. They're not even getting to graduation. This relationship. Oh my god. He might still deny it. Like maybe his girlfriend just went out for like a smoke. I don't know. Kids smoke in the eighties. Guy right? seems like a creep. He's a bad dude. Ah. Uh, and that's the end of the movie. And that. And, uh, I mean, it's amazing because we, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I want to immediately return to it to kind of decipher it more. Mm -hmm. I want to understand these relationships. I want to understand how the magic works. I want to take a closer look at that 1600s yearbook. Oh, yeah. I I have so many unanswered questions. We needed to watch this twice before we did this podcast, clearly. Because, I mean, we didn't even, I mean, we glossed over that car wash scene. We glossed over it. Oh, we glossed over a lot. Um, what's funny is that we're about to run on to the time of that was the length of this movie. But before we finish well, up. And I just want to make a point of that is that I think this is one of these movies where it, I, it's, it's hard to compare The Room. But to me, The Room is like a, a movie that is 90 minutes but spawns hours and hours of conversation. Teen Witch is that movie as oh, well. so There's much. There's so much to decipher. You can watch Chop That. Uh, so my other favorite uh, thing about this, so before we watched this movie, we were, when we dis- finally discovered the YouTube clip, we were fascinated by it. We were in love with it. And then we, of course, showed it to our children because it's clean. A uh, duh. And it's amazing. And to the point where our kids, even like our three-year-old and our five-year-old and our seven-year-old all learned at least part of the song. Mm-hmm. They were like, when we played it, they're like, top that. Top that. Even the one-year-old, mm-hmm. when everybody in the car says top that, he goes, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He does it, too, because oh, it's yeah. fun. We have oh, a good yeah. time with it. But, I mean, look, I have – I struggle with my seven-year-old because she's she's a lot like me in a lot of ways. It's frustrating. <laughs> we, we butt heads. But I've never been more proud in my life than when we were at a park in public, and there are so many people around. And for whatever reason, she just decided to sing at the top of her lungs – Top that. Top that. If, if you, you want to hang with me, me then I'll give you one shot. Top that. She did that out loud in front of people. And then she also did the hand gesture where yep. she's like, boom, bam. I mean, I feel like my, my my job on earth is done. She's ready. She's ready for the world. She's ready for the world. She's got top that in her back pocket. I mean, what does you she get it, Mary? What does she Woo! need to know about anything else in this world? Totally. Well, I think you thought that you were going to get out of this episode without a little tea time with Tyler. I didn't. Okay, to be clear, I had no beverage down here during this thing. I asked you, do you have any water or anything that I could, the hot water left so I could have some tea? And you said, well, we can start going. We can start going. Um, what I thought you were asking was, was there any hot water left in the kettle? 
which there wasn't. But you could have given me some of your hot water in which I could have like made I mean, some it tea has for just myself. been sitting here in yeah, this extra You're not thermos. even using it. You're just using tea time at the end of the show. You're not even going to drink that tea. Oh, I'm going to drink it. No, you're not. I'm going to drink you're gonna some of it. You're going to edit the episode while you drink that tea then. Fuck you. You can edit the episode I tonight. Don't, I don't edit. Tyler Wilson, welcome to Tea Time with Tyler. All right. Where we have a spot of tea. And Kay. I fill up my, wa- my tea and my water, and you answer some questions. My favorite fake British thing that you say is water, which doesn't sound like any kind of accent, but I like it. Tyler Wilson. Uh-huh. Here we go. I gotta ask you a question, huh? Yeah, that's how it works. Name as many witch movies as possible. That's an easy one. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, well, we got The Craft, which we talked about. Uh, the Witch, scary movie that came out recently. That was a really good movie. Uh-huh. Keep going. Practical Magic. <laughs> uh, With Sandy Bullock. Yeah, not a great one. And Nicole Kidman. Uh, Hocus Pocus. The Witches of Eastwick. Uh, Is it Witches of Eastwick the one I like? I think so, yeah. That the kids turn into yeah. mice or and something? There's another movie that's just called kids? The Witches. Maybe that's the one Maybe. I like. Maybe. We have to figure this out because we you. keep forgetting this. Um, we, uh, we like, uh, The Wizard of Oz has a witch, couple witches in it. Um, we have Hereditary, which I think counts as a witch movie. What is Hereditary? It's a movie that came out this year that you haven't seen. It's scary. Oh, um, okay. I think that counts as witchcraft. Um, let's see, let's see. I've got a bunch, I've, I've done pretty good, but I'm trying to think of some more that I have seen or enjoyed. Uh, 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 I had them all off the top of my head there for a second, but now I'm... Losing my uh, uh, mojo. I think the water's almost done. Tyler Wilson, you sucked at I that. I did pretty good for a little bit, though. Okay, let's do a little bonus. Um, go ahead and do Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon on Teen Witch and go. No one in Teen Witch. There's no one in Teen Witch. Oh, well, Robin the lady. Lively, whose sister's Robin with Lively. Blake Lively. So the lady in. Do I have to do every no, six degrees can, for you? Th- well, that's a sister thing. That's not. So how about we go with the poltergeist lady? Okay. She's in Poltergeist mm-hmm. with Craig T. Nelson. Who? Craig T. Nelson is in. Uh, ooh, 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 ooh. Um, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to just pick my way to get to Kevin Bacon because this is just an easy thing to go because Craig T. Nelson has been in The Incredibles with. Three. Uh, let's go with um, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. Or Sam Jackson was in. Uh, let's just pick. I know there's an easy way to do this now, and I gotta just uh, get there. Sam Jackson is in. Where's my Kevin Bacon connection all of a sudden? It just there's like lots of ways I could go this way. Um, he was in Jurassic Park with Timmy, and Timmy <laughs> was go. in River Wild with fucking Kevin Bacon. There you go. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon brought to you by Angela fucking Yoshiko. Yeah, in your way face, to go. Tyler Wilson. I wanted you to win. I had to use your Jurassic Park. That's that's an easy go-to for you. You are getting weak. So, okay. Number one. <laughs> Tea Time with Tyler is an impromptu. I never know what's coming. That's number one. Number two, we l- I know that you said this on a previous episode that we I was good at this game of Kevin Bacon. You used to years be good. Ago. Your that brain is broken Years now. ago. We haven't played it at all in like 10 years, and now all of a sudden after we've done a, a, a longer-than-the-movie-itself podcast <laughs> on Teen Witch, you're asking me to do a Kevin Bacon – okay, I'm just saying. At least I got the poltergeist Craig T. Nelson thing. I helped you. I did it for you. You got two degrees, I and got, I got the other I'm sure degree. I would have gotten there. I just, like, it was just my brain. I couldn't even. Sam Jackson's my favorite actor. I know. I know what all, is your problem? I've seen literally every one of his movies, even the ones that are not good. 
And so I know his whole filmography. That's how tired and how broken my brain is now. Oh, Even in that so moment, sad. I could not think of any one of the movies, including my favorite movie Your favorite of, movie all time, of all fucking time, Jurassic Park, which features an actor which we just talked about with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Teen Witch is amazing. Pretty soon we're going to have so many episodes, and by pretty soon I mean in like five years, where we're going to be able to play Six Degrees of Old Millennials Remember Movies. We could. So I just want to put this out there. I, I told you I watched The Thing, uh, the classic film at the beginning of the movie, a uh, horror film. Mm-hmm. I'd rather watch Teen Witch a thousand times. A thousand times. I just would. I, I just would. I'm sorry. I'm so thankful that this movie came into my life. Mm-hmm. And Tyler, I've really enjoyed uh, recording this podcast with you. So thank mm-hmm. you for joining, uh, co-hosting with me today right. on Old Millennials Remember Movies. Go visit our website. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a positive review. Subscribe and listen. Pick out the movies you like and uh, have fun with us. We've got some good episodes. We've got some not great episodes. They're all, they all have something to give you. <laughs> they yeah. all have some value, some nuggets in there. There's value, sure. So, friends, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk at you another movie.